0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this
1: is Believe.
0: What's better than this? guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday takes on takes episode of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Kyle,
1: hello. Hello. Welcome to You know, we're almost at episode 100 of Takes on Takes. I hope you realize that.
0: Let's talk about doing something big for episode 100 of Takes on Takes and then never do anything.
1: Probably. (laughs) By the way, speaking of of, uh, getting cold feet and completely (laughs) forgetting to do something, uh, apparently Mike uh, Dicka's real name. You remember we talked about Mike Dicka like two weeks ago on the show? Yeah. We had like a whole 10 minute segment dedicated to Mike Dick effects. Yes. Spontaneously, by the way, that none of that was planned. I had somebody reach out and was like, Shout out to grinding the tape for completely butchering Mike Dick's Polish last name.
0: Oh, no. How do you, so do you pronounce it, it was, wrong?
1: I, I, I pronounced it about as wrong as you could possibly pronounce
0: it. Okay. Can you call it so right? I responded
1: and was like, All right, I want to, I you know, I'll issue a formal apology tomorrow on the show. Well, here we are two weeks later and you just now indirectly reminded me that I neglected to apologize to coach Dick.
0: Do you have so, the correct pronunciation? Without- not
1: not on hand. Okay. No, God, no, but it crossed my mind that, Oh, I said I was going to do that. And then I didn't. So I owe it to the the very kind listener who was cool about it. Yeah. No, he wasn't rude, but he's like, yeah, that was about as bad as you could possibly say. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm seen I, I see it now. I um, yeah. I'm not gonna try to. I'm not gonna try to pronounce it. But hold uh, on. Okay, we're, <laughs> heck of a uh, a uh, a start here. There go. There's a 34 second YouTube. You video I can it's, watch.
1: it's Kevin. It was Kevin Parker who reached okay. out on June or ju- yeah June 9th. So it was a week ago. Okay, that's no. not bad. Uh, it's properly pronounced Detschko. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. But D E C H K O is how he says it's pronounced. From and he refers to himself as our favorite Polish listener.
0: All right. For sure. Thank you.
1: So Mike Ditka Deczko. There you go. Okay. I've cleared the air. I feel a lot better, honestly.
0: Uh Mike Dick is 80 years old, brother. That's not something I, know. I knew. Wow. Good for him. All right. Takes on takes. We've got a good slate today. Some good. Can we come up with a, stuff.
1: can we come up with a formal title for the Donatello, the turtle question every week? Because she is like <laughs> Been routinely bringing us good yeah. questions.
0: I think it's, I mean, Donatello, the turtle is unique enough, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like, it, it's
1: like, the, you're right. Okay. Forget it. All right. You want it? Um, or you want the next one? Your your choice, your choice. Why don't you give me this one? All right, Donald,
0: the one. Donatello the Turtle says, Matt Stafford, perennially underrated, will make a bid for MVP this season as he will finally be supported by a running game that is able to grind out games and keep him from having to be the hero. Lions win the NFC North in 2020.
1: Selling on Lions win the North in 2020. I don't trust Matt Patricia. I think... Stafford has the ability to put in an MVP caliber season based on his play in the first half of 2019. I guess my question, Joe, is how much do you trust the Lions to commit to actually running the ball and staying balanced? I
0: don't. I don't. I think they want to. They've got the horses to do it, but
1: I have questions about that. So, theoretically, this is a sound take. But... Just just so I can say I'm passing on the take, I'm going to dial in on Lions win NFC North in 2020. What would, How would you rank the teams most likely to win the North? Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions?
0: Yeah, I do.
1: And of course, that Bears ranking is all going to be determined on which version of Mitch Trubisky shows up. Although, what? did you see what Kyle Long said the other day? Yeah, I did, but... Listen, Holy cow.
0: Stafford <laughs> was having the best season of his career last year, right? Yes. He was what were they th- three and six or something when he got yeah, hurt? They
1: were like, they were like three, three, and one. Oh, were the they? Okay. All yeah. Right. They, they were reasonable. They had that stupid tie.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: He's so angry talking about ties. Okay. Uh, Ty Smith. <laughs> there you go. How's that for a segue? Ah, nicely done. Ty Smith. Kyle Shanahan's top five coach. Don't take the field. You <laughs> cowards.
0: So on one hand, I want to say, well, he's 23 and 25 in the NFL. No, don't do that. Six and 10 year one, four and 12 year two, 13 and three year three.
1: Just got what, like a six year extension?
0: He did. Uh, He's one of like six coaches in the league with, you know, making 10 million plus a year, presumably. here's the. So he's a top five coach when he has Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback. But I think the 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 difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and like C.J. Beathard and uh, was Mullins, right? Like Nick Mullins, yeah. And and uh, you know I think that that uh, gap is pretty pretty wide,
1: right? So I guess the proper exercise would be take a different starting quarterback. Don't take the backups. Yeah, take it. If you put a different starting quarterback on that team, what's their record?
0: I think it's probably pretty close. To be honest with you. Uh and people were, were pounding the table for Shanahan while he was, you know, ten and twenty two after two seasons, right?
1: Shanahan.
0: Like so, um yeah, I'll you know, I'll
1: take my you medicine. Fine. Yeah, Who I'll are buy. the other five? Uh Belichick. Okay. You got three spots. Peyton. Okay. You got two spots. Sean McDermott.
0: You're dumb. <laughs> I listened to your, your uh AFC head coach rankings. How'd I do? Didn't like it. You didn't like it. Why not?
1: Uh, I'm
0: here to talk about the top five coaches in the
1: NFL, sir. Now, you, you you would be very proud of me. Today on Lockdown Dolphins, I was asked which team I think the Dolphins most closely parallel. I said the Buffalo Bills. From a philosophy perspective, yeah. From a philosophy and construction perspective, yes.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, he's one of the top five. Sure, I'm moving McDermott. on. McDermott. No, uh, Shanahan.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, even though Don't McDermott ask us has who a, the rest are. We'll never know. You know
0: McDermott has a better win, uh, winning percentage than Kyle Shanahan. Jesus, <laughs> man. Let's
1: go. Move the needle.
0: This one's fun. Bull Bitler, he says, the Giants are the only NFL team that has five different players realistically capable of reaching 1,000 receiving yards in the upcoming season. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard and Darius
1: Clayton. No.
0: Okay, you first of all, you're out on saying that all of those guys, that they're not all realistically capable of 1,000 yards? Are we
1: saying they're all realistically all going to have 1,000 no, yards? capable.
0: Dollars. Capable is the key
1: word Bull Bitler says here. Okay. What's the most yeah. number of games Evan Ingram's played in this season? <sighs> He's capable. Like what, uh, Joe, oh,
0: what's the best ability
1: what's the best ability?
0: You're taking the weirdest angle right here. Those are all capable guys. I'm if just trying to ask the hard questions. Don't oh. dog
1: me for this.
0: You're making this harder than it has to be. <laughs> Bull, if I got this, I'd say yes.
1: Oh, is Golden Tate still capable? Yeah. You sure?
0: Yes. He's a good player.
1: I understand that, but he's 32.
0: It's fine. He's never been a guy that, like, n- was a polished-up athlete. Let
1: me tell you this. Golden Tate. We're, we're going to talk about his average yards per reception. Okay?
0: <sighs> you know how he's okay? used. You
1: ready? You ready? Are you ready? Do you want to talk about it? 2000. Mm-hmm. We'll start. We'll start the back half of the decade. Last five years, nine yards per catch. 11.8, not bad. 10.9, 10.7, and then a little bit of a resurgence this past year at 13.8. He's
0: had a thousand yards in three of the five last five
1: seasons, Kyle. No, he has not.
0: Or what is that? Three of the last six seasons, he's had over a thousand. Okay,
1: yards. and none of them in the last. Two years. Three years. Two years. <laughs> He's capable. He's done it. He's proven okay. he can do it. Okay. I Saquon, yes. We, we didn't even talk about Slayton, who had like half his yardage in two games last year.
0: Capable. Could be better in year two.
1: Okay. Well, uh, nec- next time I want to have an incredibly ambiguous field of talent, I'm just going to say they're all capable of – I'm capable of throwing an NFL touchdown pass. Do you agree? Yes,
0: especially if you ran Yeah, because you have a offer. right
1: arm that works. Okay, it's good to know. Capable is one of those oh, words oh. for you. Halil's real football talk. My two takes this week. Arizona and Detroit are the teams most likely to go from worst to first, followed by Miami. No position group was improved more this offseason than Dallas's interior offensive line, defensive line.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we went through this the other week about the – most worst likely to first. Go worst the first Arizona Detroit Miami were the three teams that we kind of settled on um but is that the right order because that's what he's that's what Halil is saying here though that's the order of of likelihood right I have a kind of have a hard time with Arizona at one though to be honest with you
1: correct
0: so no I don't I don't agree with the take
1: correct just
0: because I don't think Arizona's won so uh, who do
1: you think is most likely then
0: I think Detroit, and then Miami, and then Arizona. (laughs) Okay. You're going to
1: laugh about that? Literally not what you just said last week.
0: I know, but now I've thought more about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, They're capable, Kyle. You know, they're capable. Yeah,
1: they're they're capable of doing it. No other team has five like that. Is the Dallas interior defensive line now capable?
0: (laughs) Is the most improved unit, right? No position Are they capable
1: group. of being the most improved unit this this offseason.
0: You're you're going
1: crazy here. Um,
0: no, I, man. I, so they got what Gerald McCoy. Um, they lost Malik Collins. I got to look at the rest of this. Who else did they add?
1: Gerald's the the staple. Yeah.
0: It's Ger- oh, Don Terry Poe, and Neville Gallimore. So I and mean, Neville's re- a nice little lad. They've reshaped the entire thing. But, man, like didn't the Miami Dolphins go from like five UDFAs to, to like a reasonable starting offensive line now maybe? Um, um,
1: I wouldn't give it – I wouldn't give them that distinction as most improved yet.
0: What about the the um, the Los Angeles Chargers – No, they didn't improve the Cleveland Browns offensive tackle situation going from Jack going to Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills from Chris Hubbard and Greg Robinson.
1: Yeah, if we're going to compartmentalize and say interior defensive line for Dallas is a candidate and we can turn around and say, okay, then let's compartmentalize offensive tackles. Cleveland's offensive tackle situation. Yeah. And thank God.
0: Thank God for Baker Mayfield's sake. Okay, this one uh, is from Vin. Vin says that's probably good.
1: I got this one.
0: Vin is, uh, he, he asks great questions for Lockdown Bills. Um, so I, I normally like what Vin has to say here, but yeah, I'm not going to be able to help much here. He says, Darth Vader is the best and most popular villain in movie history.
1: I definitely think he's capable of being both of those things. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I don't know, is Darth Vader still classified as a villain or is he an anti-hero? Because he flipped the script at the end of... The third film.
0: I know who he He's identifiable to me, but I didn't know he was a villain. I don't know what he does.
1: Do you know who his son is?
0: Luke Skywalker.
1: Okay, so you've got the core foundation. Okay, so like, Luke joins up with the space gang, right? And they're vigilantes, and they're trying to do good and bring down the evil republic, which is led by an emperor and Darth Vader, who's his right-hand man. So he's kind of like this dude that's prowling around the galaxy, hunting people down and stuff. And he finds out that Darth Vader's his father. And the Emperor is like, all right, I'm going to use this and get a new younger apprentice and have Luke replace his father and extend my reign of terror across the galaxy. But Darth, they have this big showdown in the third and final film of the original trilogy. A big lightsaber battle, and the Emperor's sitting there rooting Luke on. He's like, that's it, you're stronger, kill him, give in to your hate, da 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 And uh, the Emperor then, like, lashes out at Luke, and Darth Vader has his hand cut off, but it was already robotic hand, so it's kind of a mess. And then the Emperor get, walks over top of, like, Luke Skywalker, like, down on the ground, and he's defeated, and he's given this big victorious speech. And next thing you know, Darth Vader comes out of the background. He scoops the Emperor up over his head, and he throws him off the balcony out into space and kills him. Oh. So he, he returns to the side of the good to save his son's life and defeat the Empire. Fulfilling his prophecy, by the way, is the Force's chosen one. But, but he...
0: It sounds like for a long time, though, he was a villain, right? Yeah, he's
1: a a really bad guy, but like he kind of he flipped the script, you know, so it's like I don't know if he technically still classifies.
0: It's it's an interesting angle there. I, I was I mean, I was willing to concede because Darth Vader, I know his popularity. I know the Star Wars franchise is, you know, like unbelievable. It's probably the biggest movie franchise or whatever you call it. Last three sucked. They're all bad. I mean, is there anyone else in competition here? Is, you know, like uh, um, the Russian from Rocky Four? you know, that guy?
1: Oh, for villains?
0: Dolph Lundgren.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Ivan Drago was a badass. He's a jerk. If he dies, he dies. He dies, he dies. I will break you. <laughs>
0: what about Scar? I, don't know, I think Scar from The Lion King.
1: Yeah, it's not a bad call.
0: It's probably the right take, though, from Vin. All right. Ro- rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need and a few easy clicks to deliver directly to your door The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car and uh, choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and make sure you write "locked on" in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. All right, Kyle. Uh, I think the, it's no, time this for, for, it's for This one's for you. This one's
1: for you. So no hypothetical this week with <sighs> Vanto. Right. I think, didn't this, this question go, like, around social media the other day? Hmm. I don't know. Rank the following safeties based off their careers, more so longevity and peak, from greatest to least: Harrison Smith, Eric Weddle, Eric Berry, and Devin McCourty.
0: That's tough, man. Um, I feel like Eric Berry's the going to be last, just because longevity was longevity. a big part. Yeah, a big yeah. part of this. Uh, by uh, no
1: fault of his own, either. That was right,
0: the... stud. I feel like I want to go with like Devin McCourty as one because of his impact on
1: this like, is an incorrect take.
0: You don't think what?
1: Yeah. No, this I
0: mean like thing. maybe, maybe Smith and Weddle are like standalone better players, but like McCourty and his contributions to a, a, the success of the Patriots feels like that would matter a lot in this discussion. Okay. I, how good he's been for, like, an elite unit for, like, a really long time. Um, So I'm putting him at one. Crazy. And then I'll go with um Eric Weddle, because I think longevity is supposed to matter, and Harrison Smith three, and uh, Eric
1: Berry four. Yeah, Eric Weddle's one. He's is a he? a stud. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I... He's a stud. I'm- I'm not this is why conversations like this, it's like, yeah, they're all great safeties. Like, what are we doing here? I mean
1: I'll give you McCourty too. I would honestly just flip Weddle and McCordy versus what you said. But you I know, think I'd, I think Weddle is comfortably the top guy.
0: All right. Uh Michael says the best team in the AFC East won't win more than 10 games. The worst team in the AFC East won't lose more than 10 games. Uh, early predictions: Bills ten and six, Pats nine and seven, Jets seven and nine, and Finns six and ten. But could easily see different variations.
1: Yeah, I think different variations. But I like where he's going here. This is going to be a crowded group.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be like you're going to have a two and fourteen team.
1: No, no i i can I can buy this take, and no, I, I definitely think Bills ten and six. I think would do win the division this year. I Hurt I me to say that. Um.
0: I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Would you rather the Bills win the division or the Patriots?
1: <laughs> I mean, Patriots is kind of status quo. Is
0: it? Without Brady? Like it,
1: doesn't, it doesn't impact my life at all. Because that's and already the reality I've lived in for 20 years. So. The Bills
0: winning it impacts your life. Because you yeah. don't want me, this is, we're going back to this. You don't want me to have good things.
1: Correct. Yeah. All right. When's the last time the Bills did win the East? 95? Oh, <laughs> been a minute brother it was the shula curse man been a couple minutes since that happened yeah you guys knocked coach shula out so many times his last game was a loss to the bills and coach shula said that's fine hope you enjoyed that success when i was around because you ain't gonna have none without me
0: i had a pennant did they still make pennants
1: uh i doubt it but you I'm talking about that's kind of badass yeah those
0: those felt uh big triangles you staple them to your wall I yeah have. i
1: got one on my wall it's not like a division championship or anything i had a t-shirt when the dolphins won an 0- 0- 0- 08
0: kyle if the dolphins win the suit like just how much money would you invest in gear with the?
1: i <laughs> would be completely insufferable
0: it? oh i just wear it nonstop. yeah you
1: know? like probably i'd buy seven of the same shirt and wear it every day of the week
0: you know how sports illustrated like five seconds after the super Bowl's over that you could buy all the, the limited yes. DVD and the I'm buying it all. Yeah. But not
1: if the dolphins win, to be honest. Dude, I'm i I'm, I'm a buy multiple of the same <laughs> shirt. If they win the division.
0: It's what I did. My senior year of high school, we won the conference championship in high school. I got like so many of those shirts just because yep. I, I never wanted it to fail. Like not yep. have it. So I have a stack
1: of those. I, I just wore one of mine the other day from Oh four. Oh,
0: Congratulations on it. Fitting could not be me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Take take from Alan Fisher. You own a new franchise. Okay. So the San Diego Scouts. Got it. Pick a head coach and quarterback. Thing is the good ones are gone. So here are the candidates that he (laughs) left. Cam Cameron, Hugh Jackson, Adam Gase, Gus Bradley, Matt Patricia for coaches. Oh, Mitch Trubisky, Blake Bortles, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Jake Cutler. You are stuck with them for three years. Okay, so I'll be I'll be the GM for this team and be fired after year three. Got it.
0: I think for the coaches, I'm picking Gus Bradley, Kyle. At least he's Why? got some juice about him. Well, cause Cam Cameron terrible, right? Yes. <laughs> They're all terrible. Hugh Jackson's a joke. <laughs> Adam Gase isn't allowed him near my building. Gus Bradley, okay. And Matt Patricia? Heck no. It's Gus. And right. then for quarterback, Trubisky portals Mariota or Winston or Cutler. I'm picking Winston for sure.
1: You'd rather have Winston? Then who? Mariota? I mean, Trubisky had a fair enough year two.
0: I mean, Winston's I mean, Winston throws interceptions, right? That's the problem. But like right. his production as a passer is off the charts.
1: All right. I guess it's kind of just like I feel like there's some unknown still with Mitch, whereas Jameis like
0: he right, is I what get he it. Is
1: at this point. You know,
0: I mean, would you 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 think Mitch is decisively like I thought you would no, want no, me. I don't think.
1: No, no. Marcus is toast. Speaking so, of guys who are what they are, Marcus is toast.
0: So he's below Trubisky for you. Yes. But Bortles is on the absolute bottom. The guy can't get, throw a ball.
1: Yeah. Cutler, Cutler, and Bortles are not even linked. You might as well not even wrote them down.
0: Especially like the, the, today's Jay Cutler. <laughs> uh, I've appreciated. I like Jay Cutler more now that he's not playing. I like you listen to some of his interviews and stuff. The guy's funny as hell, man. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't even mean it. Like I, I, I sort of want to hang out with Jay Cutler. Okay, this is a perfect one for you here. Uh, Benjamin Solak turned in by Mitchell Doherty. S'mores is the best Pop Tart flavor. No questions asked. If anyone says brown sugar, cinnamon, you're lying to yourself.
1: What is your reaction here? Because I have a strong reaction to this take that might surprise you.
0: My reaction? Yeah. I think every Pop Tart's pretty average. Like Average. What is the worst
1: Pop-Tart flavor?
0: I think blueberry's kind of bad.
1: I was gonna say the raspberry never had that. Is hot trash. It is inevitable. inedible. It's disgusting. Uh, I actually really like brown cinnamon sugar. S'mores I I could take it or leave it. The best is cookies and cream.
0: Oh, it sounds good.
1: Yes. It's white frosting. The the frosting on the inside is more I don't know. It just feels like a little more gooey. It's not like, you know how the fruit ones are just kind of like their nutri bar stuffing, <laughs> if that <laughs> right. makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, it's, it's more of a, it's a more enjoyable experience all around cookies and cream blows the doors off every other Pop-Tart.
0: So you're out on this take.
1: Yeah, I'm out on this take. And I think I do think uh, brown sugar cinnamon is better than s'mores. If I don't want s'mores, I'm gonna eat a s'more. You know what I mean? That's
0: fair. Yeah, I mean I I, I don't know that I've had I my my knowledge of Pop Tarts is not that good. Like I didn't have them very often growing up.
1: I haven't I'm like a personally- box. Yeah. Well. Might also get you a box of Bilt Bar. That would be better. How's this for a segue? talk to everybody about our friends over at Built Bar who have produced a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. know, we were talking about Pop-Tarts and flavors. If I know of one company that's got a better diversity of flavors than Pop-Tarts, it's Built Bar. They have something for everybody, and it's got as much protein as your typical protein bar, but only one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar. So as a Locked On listener, we have an offer for you if you go to Biltbar.com and use promo code locked on, you could save $10 off your first box. That's promo code locked on at Biltbar.com. Save yourself $10 off your first box and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. Couple more here, Joe. Yes. Uh, take from Joel, Deontay Johnson will outproduce Juju Smith <laughs> Schuster this year and finish at the top 10 at wide receiver in yardage.
0: So I I like Deontay Johnson, and I think he's got a bright future. But I think Ben coming back, he's already got the chemistry down with Juju. And I think that's going to – that's going to push the football more his way, but also it's a contract year for Juju. I expect to see the best version of Juju. And Deontay Johnson, while he looked really good as a rookie, and you know, create a lot of separation, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that in year two he's ready to outperform Juju in year four heading into a contract year. Um, so I will, I will pass on both him having more production than Schuster and him being in the top ten of receiving yards.
1: Wow, Joe Marino avid Steelers hater
0: but is he capable Kyle?
1: <laughs> is he capable
0: Ian says and I guess we'll find out the truth the to NFC
1: this. 7 seed is capable of this
0: well well and the truth will be revealed by the time we get finished with our season predictions oh yeah yeah uh so Ian says the NFC number 7 seed will be 10 and 6 while the AFC number 7 seed will be 7 and 9
1: no AFC's not that bad
0: I think it's more likely for this to be the case but
1: I think the NFC 7 seed will have a better record than the AFC 7 seed, but I don't think it'll be set a 3 game difference. That's hopefully it'll be like 8-8 eight and eight at least, right? Right. Like
0: you, you got to feel good though. If you get to 9 and 7, you feel like you probably got a decent chance though, right. right? If you got
1: if you go 9 and 7, I'd love to look back over the data, but I feel like, you know, there there would inevitably be teams that were left out. But how many teams can you think of? How many Buffalo Bills teams do you know of that went nine and seven and missed the playoffs? Just one. Really? That's it.
0: I yeah. have like three instances oh, in, my, on,
1: in the forefront of my mind for the Dolphins, where it's like <laughs> they literally were like tied or first team out like three times. Yeah, uh,
0: maybe maybe a couple times.
1: All right, um, T D. Tommy. It's like big time Tommy. Can you can you give me a little big time Tommy impression real quick? <laughs> What's
0: up, Instagram? It's me, big time Tommy, and here's my <laughs> thought of the day.
1: Do uh, you think anybody like seen this or do we just I make hope jackasses so. out of ourselves? I hope so. Now?
0: Keep it old school.
1: OS for life. <laughs> OS for <Take it> life. <laughs>
0: I may or may not have my, uh, made my own big time Tommy video. Oh
1: yes, you, you well, a million percent. I'm not there. gonna even let it be questioned <laughs> if it actually happened or not. It did. Uh, teams should trade should always trade oh. Teams should always trade their first through third round picks, having two of each pick every other year. Trifle trifling? Is that what yeah, that's n- supposed to say? Hashtag
0: trifling, which means unimportant. Hashtag- Further
1: explanation. First round pick, fifth year option favors split reps. Comp pick formula favors heavy free agency every other year. Teams can address roster needs because hit rate is higher with twice as many picks. Free agency more successful because players know their role won't be filled by incoming draft picks.
0: So what he's he's pounding the table for every year to deplete your – inventory of top 3 picks and trade them for players.
1: No, You're- I think he's I think he's advocating trading them for next year's picks. Oh, so every other year you have two picks in each of the first 3 rounds, but the every the, the years in between you have none.
0: That seems so pointless to me. I think this, there's a, a cyclical nature to, like, having your first-round pick and, like, the way that their contracts come up. And, like, like imagine in four years when you have six first through third-round picks to deal with in terms of their contracts. Right. Like, just keep it on more of an even field. Like, why would you defer your first why, – why would you unless you're getting more, right? Like, why would you defer your first-round pick in 2019 <laughs> to 2020? Like, you better give me something more than just a first-round pick just for the sake of, like, the timing component. Right, like,
1: what you you could be able to do, right, is if you adopted and committed to this and you did it over several years, you could all of a sudden go where you could have every year (laughs) multiple picks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you can long enough, right, in three years, yeah. You'll have enough stockpiled, and if you just keep like, okay, we're going to stay here and make this pick, but then we're going to move back here and get an extra one for it, like, you can always play that game where you'll always have a surplus, but...
0: It seems like a weird hard and fast rule to follow. Because it's always going to be different. Like, you're going to evaluate players and, like, hey, you no, know, I have to stay true to this philosophy, so I'm not going to draft this player in the second round that I had a first-round grade on because it's not the year for me to – you know, i got to trade out right. of this that's, that's
1: the biggest thing is like the year-by-year year basis of the players is always going to have a heavy hand in what teams decide to do.
0: But I do think from time to time, if you're in a situation where you're picking, I don't know, 25, you, and you feel like the best thing for your team long-term is to trade, like, back to, like – 45 and get an extra one the following year, you know, like do stuff like that. Sure. You know, like somebody coaxed like the Panthers in the past, they traded like um, Everett Brown. Remember this? They traded a first round pick the following year to draft Everett Brown in the second round that year. Like if I can find a team that can, will do that for me. And I, I like, I don't like the town enough to draft one. And I think that having that extra pick higher the following year, like, is is going to mean more for my team than I'm mm-hmm. for stuff like that. But I, hard and fast rules like this are, are impossible in my view.
1: He's out, guys. Sounds like yeah. he's out.
0: Is this one for you, the last one? It is. Yeah. Uh, Rahul says, because they both invested a lot of draft capital into the position this offseason, either the Miami Dolphins or the New York Giants will have a top five offensive line in 2021.
1: Jeez. Okay, so we're forecasting this thing. 18 months out. Yep. <sighs> Who do I think is more likely? Might be the Giants, to be honest with you. Because you got Andrew Thomas playing next to Will Hernandez, which, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, right now, our lads has Thomas plugged at right tackle. And I get it because Nate Solder's there. But Thomas playing left tackle, like I would want him next to Hernandez, right?
0: Yeah, I would. <laughs> Follow this, Saquon.
1: Now, I was also super high on Shane Lemieux, who went in the fifth round to New York. Yeah. You got Zeitler there, a right guard. Potential casualty, right? Maybe.
0: He's still a good guard. I'd, I'd try to keep him.
1: Yeah, but I know we're talking for 2021. Oh, yeah. And then you got... Matt Peart, who was a third round pick and super toolsy and played right tackle naturally. So I I think this group has potential to be. I think the Dolphins needed to figure out what the hell they're gonna do at right guard or right tackle, whichever one Robert Hunt doesn't settle into and center.
0: The thing about my Miami's offensive line that I think it will it will be statistically very good um just because the style of play that Chan's gonna run there, you know, mm-hmm. really quick horizontal spread there's not gonna be much pressure you're gonna look at the pressure stats and the sacks allowed and you know Miami's not gonna give up much of that and a lot of that's gonna be because they're gonna quick set and they're gonna get the ball out of their hands and hopefully when Tua takes over that that continues and I just don't think there's gonna be like these huge pressure stats on on that offensive line and then I mean they've got dudes that can move create movement and they've got some good running backs like they're gonna run the ball well and so I think like maybe you might not go through it and say okay that's one of the best players in the league at their position, but as a unit you will say, Wow, this this Dolphins offensive line, they run the ball well and they don't get sacked very often. Like it's a good group. Right. So that's the beauty of that scheme. And that's why it was a good choice to hire champ. I
1: think we're done here, aren't we?
0: Yeah. It's a hell of a note to end on there, okay?
1: Yeah. I have nothing left to add. <laughs> Thank you making my day. It's Kyle capable. Krabs. It's capable of. It's uh, capable. They're both capable, actually. <laughs> hope We hope you're capable of joining us again tomorrow on the show. As a matter of fact, uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Takes on Takes. Getting close to that Takes on Takes episode 100 uh, barrier. So if we hear from you, we would love to hear from you on special things we can do for Takes on Takes 100, which we're excited about. So. Hit subscribe on the podcast. Come back and see us again. Thanks for all your questions, and thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.